0: Is it worth upgrading an old computer? This is season 12, episode 20. Here's a quick preview of what's to come on today's
1: show. I'm like, okay, I'm spending this much. I'm not getting that top performance. I'm getting close to it. Something that that somebody paid a, a good chunk of money for. And even though it's a little older, it's still gonna perform pretty well, but I'm saving so much more money.
0: Hello and thanks for joining me in today's episode. I'm your host Zolf and today we're going to be speaking about old computers and what you can do to bring them back to life.
2: Working for yourself, I know you love it Working for yourself, cause I love it too Working for yourself, Zolf talks about it Making it easy for you
0: In this episode I speak to Pixel Void about how to upgrade old computers and if it is worth upgrading old computers. Today we talk about how to bring old computers back to life. We're going to cover a number of things around the basics of computers, desktop computers versus laptops. I'm going to speak about my story about how I brought an old computer to help me live stream to multiple locations using some old technology and there's extra tips in here how to make sure your computer gets its optimum condition to run in things like keeping it at the right temperature a few resources around getting the right software to make sure if you're going to upgrade your computer what you can buy what you can add into it we're going to scatter loads of tips around the actual examples of these upgrades as well so you should find that helpful in this episode
2: working for yourself go be your own boss. working for yourself so for we'll help you along. working for yourself powered by trusted creators
0: a podcast I've been listening to recently that I think is quite cool the profitable website digital marketing secrets for small business success wes McDowell is who presents That podcast and it's a quite interesting option. I think you should definitely go and check out a few of the episodes. Talks regularly about how to get the best and episodes inspire you to take action on strategies that are proven to work best so you can stop guessing and start growing your small business into something bigger. So that is the Profitable Website Podcast and Vez McDowell definitely worth checking out. So you'll find some interesting ones. I'll link in the show notes to an episode that I find particularly interesting. I'm not going to give too much away, but I'd like you to go over and check that out. So hello, how are you doing today?
1: Good, good. Thanks again for for bringing me on. Happy to be here.
0: Because I remember the last time we spoke, you mentioned, let's buy computers, even if they're old, buy good ones that were at the time Good computers like a little bit more luxurious as you would say so better built and more workstations and they tend to last you longer so i I use that type of mentality i did buy another computer dal precision t100 t1900 which is like a fairly old computer in the grand scheme of things but It's worked out quite nicely for me. So I wanted to talk today a little bit about maybe some anecdotes from yourself in terms of your tech support days. If you've got any stories that you can share about maybe computers, how they come into play, things to keep an eye out for. And we'll scatter a few additional benefits for today's listeners around how we can revive old computers, things to upgrade, what's worth upgrading, what's maybe worth not spending as much money on. And obviously, this is going to be our opinion, so we're just going to share this today. Is that sound like a good plan?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think after the the conversation, we we did go a little bit into that where you were, I'm recalling now, as you were saying, like we were having that conversation. It was like, oh, I want to be able to do this, and I I tossed out some suggestions to you. I'm glad to see that you actually took that and and made something of it. Yeah, it's great to to revive these uh, old workstation machines because, yeah, like you mentioned it's it's premium quality stuff at the time you know it was not you know not the best thing because there's always something more expensive but something that that somebody paid a, a good chunk of money for and even though it's a little older it's still going to perform pretty well
0: yeah that's true because what happened was we were we Make sure to go back, if you're listening today, one of the episodes. I'll put in the show notes so you can hear the full episode we spoke about. We basically had a conversation around computers and I mentioned about live streaming and I was using a laptop and I got some great uh, suggestions. So I thought, you know what? Because he's been in that field for a while, it's worth me picking up and seeing if I can make something of this. I'm just going through my settings now so I can give you the breakdown of what this computer actually is. So this is a uh, uh, Intel Core i7. Four is a 4th gen, so 4770, 3.4 gigahertz, which is not bad. That's like a decent processor, 3.4 gigahertz, even in today's day. And I've got multiple cores there. I've upgraded the RAM, so we've got RAM of 16 gigabyte, which seems to be okay. 8 is like a minimum, but I've just doubled it to 16, because obviously we do live streaming and video. And uh, I put an SSD drive in there, and I've got Windows 10. And you'll be surprised what I can do with this. I tell you what okay, I do with it? For sure. So I do live streaming on TikTok. So if you get a thousand followers on TikTok, they allow you to live stream to an audience. And that actually hogs your resources. You can't, you can't use OBS at the moment. You have to download like a, a program which has TikTok's own dashboard in it. So I live streamed on my uh, laptop and it just absolutely went 100% CPU usage. So I think it was using everything I had. So I thought, okay, let's try on this computer and it did the same thing but then i upgraded my graphics card so i got a four gigabyte graphics card uh radian so it's not like a fancy one but just a standard four gig amd radian card i think i paid 120 120
1: that's that's solid and, uh, i love these the spec sheet that you went down if you look at uh a good test of of to see what people are using is the steam survey so the the platform steam Ooh. where you play your pc video games yes they every month they you know they, they take all the data of all their users What i don't know how many millions of people that they have and uh, i think the last one that i saw was december mm-hmm. um so the, you, you're like running down pretty much uh, i have processor that's running at three point i think it's like between 2.8 3.5 gigahertz and speed 16 gigs of ram is the most popular setup right now uh 1080p monitor windows 10 and that's like overwhelmingly what people are using and i think for video cards it's it's the specific model the the gtx 1650 is, is the yes. most popular one uh now that radeon one that you have there is it's it's sort of like entry level but it it's, <laughs> it can certainly hold its own like it's always good to have a dedicated graphics and i'm sure people that know about this will know if you have integrated graphics that come in the cpu you don't need a gpu but it's it's sort of it really bottlenecks your performance i once you move that processing need over to its dedicated part which is the graphics card then you you have the cpu can is free to do more because you offload that that task to it and it's done much better because those cards are designed for that for sure
0: yeah that was the main thing i found because when i had the This uh, computer actually has its own built-in graphics card as well. So it had a HD graphics 4600, which is about 4 gigabytes, no, 2 gigabytes. So the computer itself, even though it's an old computer, I've got Mm -hmm. 2 gigabytes of graphics built onto the computer's uh, motherboard and the 3.4. It was doing all right, but what I did was I'm live streaming on OBS. That's going out at 1080p to restream, which is basically going out to LinkedIn, Facebook, and about 10 different places. Mm-hmm. And then I've got a second OBS recording, which is in a horizontal format. And then I've got the TikTok as well. So that's like a, a lot of stuff all happening on this desktop. So if I give you the percentage now, I'm not streaming on TikTok, but just having two OBS sessions and this mm-hmm. session with you. My CPU has 74% used. Memory is about 6% used. So there's loads of room there for memory. And the graphics card, the Radeon, is 71% used. And then it's also using the GPU on the computer at 18%. So I'm like, whoa, that's losing a lot of, but then I'm streaming in, you could say, four different places. So I'm recording at the same time as well.
1: Yes, so the, what's happening there is that um, not only are you resi- receiving this video information and you have the the computer processing all of that, it, it's. Also doing encoding, so it's yes. just taking that raw data and encoding it for these platforms to be able to stream out. It's it's um, uh, compressing it so so you know it's efficient because you're not uh, beaming out the pixel for pixel stuff that you're recording. So that's all that process that's happening back there. And yeah, you, this older machine that you've taken and refurbished pretty much is is handling its own. Now the big difference, because you mentioned you were doing this on a laptop. Laptops are way more power efficient, and it, it, so you aren't. It, you can say you can look at a spec sheet of a laptop and a desktop, and it'll look similar. But once you actually see the performance, it's going to be a world of difference because there's just a lot more power in the desktop, and that, of course, uh, is speaking to the form factor. Because laptops, you know, they're much smaller. They don't have as much uh, uh, of a cooling solution. A desktop has more space. So you can have a bigger heatsink you can have more power and so yeah you can see the big difference like when people I feel like it's a bit disingenuous of like graphics cards manufacturers to sort of give the same model name just to like graphics cards on the desktop versus on the laptop because the laptop one is on average you're looking at like 20 30 percent less performance but you know that's they, they technically get away with it because it's the same architecture but anywho I'm getting off on a tangent there
0: no i think it's a valid point because a lot of questions that you get is when i was looking online you get a cpu on a computer for example if it's 3.5 gigahertz and a lot of people will ask wait a minute i've got a laptop which also has 3.5 gigahertz but why am i not able to play this game there but i am there so i'm glad you mentioned that because the power and also if something gets warmer it's not going to work as well so for example in the laptop it's not as much circulation so it gets hotter and then it starts dipping down the performance absolutely Whereas, like you mentioned with the desktop, you've got a little bit more room, you've got a bigger fan, it can actually get rid of that heat and then it can perform more optimum. So that's really good.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, normal people aren't gonna get into the store. So this is for for us tech nerds, you know we look at that. If you look at um, heat differences in between the laptops and the desktop, laptops will run. If you got high-end stuff, anything with like an i7 or something on a, on a laptop, It'll easily run 90 Celsius when it's, you know, actually being uh, taxed versus on a desktop at maybe 65 if you have good cooling solution or if you're if you're running like an all in one liquid or something like that. So it it is a huge difference. And this is all marketing, right? Because they'll say, oh, it's at this speed. But what, what the laptop says, they can boost to that speed until they hit this this thermal threshold and they need to pull back. So on average, they're actually running a lot slower.
0: I've just checked my uh, graphics card at the moment. It's running at 40 degrees. And I'm opening up core temperatures to see what my uh, main computer temperature is running at. Because you're right, it's good to check this out. And I reckon yeah. you mentioned it can be a little bit geeky, but I think it's somewhere that people need to go. So if you're listening to this today... you're thinking wait a minute is my computer performing as well as it needs to these little tips would be quite useful for you because you can do these little checks at home so maybe download a little meter that tells you what your temperatures are running at and that lets you know okay if it's running warm what can i do have i got my desktop in a place that is not able to circulate air because sometimes people put them in like cabinets or desks and then it's not getting circulation so you might not need to upgrade what you might just need to do is what i've done i've moved my desktop to the side of my desk so it's got a nice channel of air from the door and it gets circulation so these little things will save you money because you will not have to go and get a tech expert to say actually you know what it's not your computer it's just getting warm because your fan needs upgrading or something silly like that so you don't have to spend money but sometimes i have noticed this is getting even more technical but if you've got an older computer if you're quite tech savvy and you can open up the computer and you know what you're doing you can actually take the processor off and check the thermal paste to make sure that there's good fresh thermal paste because after a few years it gets crusty so i did do that on my desktop which is this uh, old computer and i took it apart upgraded the ram put in a graphics card took off the processor got some thermal paste which is basically like a layer of lubrication between the processor and the motherboard so it can easily transpay transpay no i don't know what the word is but you know
1: transfer trans- heat
0: yeah that's it transfer the heat yeah. so this is getting a little bit technical however if you're looking to save a bit of money if you're quite tech savvy you can do these little things yourself just to improve and maybe give older technology a little bit more life so you can get a few more years out of it have you had much experience with that side of stuff or have you been more software orientated yourself
1: no it's it's mainly hardware because that, that's okay. what i've enjoyed it's always been just pulling things apart and, and putting them back together and what's super fun for me is uh, getting a budget and like like really optimizing it, you know, getting the best bang for your buck. I've uh, I've seen like it shows on YouTube and whatnot where somebody will do a challenge like we, we've we got $400, for example, two teams who can build the best computer with this. So they're running around looking in secondhand markets and just like finding whatever parts they can and putting it together. And at the end of the day, they'll see, okay, we're going to throw these games at it. Let's see who gets the most frames out of it. What sort of performance do you get? when I'm doing editing or stuff like that. And, and that's fun to watch. And I've like, I've done that in my life because, you know, coming uh, not from the wealthiest place, just growing up with friends, we, we'd have to like throw things, throw stuff together to to get the game to work. Uh, I remember when it was a massive MMO game, massively multiplayer online game, Final Fantasy 11. That's like early noughts that that came out. And we all had laptops and stuff and you had to find ways and little tricks to like tweak it and optimize it to to get this thing to run or have an old computer that we can put together and then try to find another piece or try to find the RAM or uh, a graphics card for it and and see like, OK, can we get this to run on this? And uh, that, that's always been immensely fun for me throughout my life.
0: Yeah, I think because when we work through this process, nobody really wants to spend more money than they need to. So sometimes it is good to find a nice selection of things that you can maybe upgrade and work through. And I've seen a few. I think Linus Tech Tips normally does this kind of thing now and mm-hmm. again as well, where he does like a budget setup. And it's surprising what you can do with some of these old computers. For
1: sure. yeah. It's weird because what you do is sometimes the way it goes is you you spend so much more money and you're you're only getting a certain uh, percentile of of like well, I'm spending fifty percent more money but I'm really only getting twenty percent more performance and that's just that's just sort of the nature of it. But so it, it's about for me it's always been about finding that sweet spot of like okay I'm spending this much I'm not getting that top performance but I'm getting close to it but I'm saving so much more money. And it's it's a jo- it's a little puzzle that I like to put together pretty much
0: and just while you've been speaking I've downloaded the core temp I've got four cores and eight threads so it's four actual uh, processor cores but then they make like a digital version which doubles them up so you get eight threads if you listen to that that's a, like a layman's explanation there's probably more detail in there but just an overview now these temperatures they're a bit high but not too bad so my cores overall about 67 degrees
1: i'd say that's actually pretty good that's a that's a good temperature if you're just doing air cooling that's that's pretty normal and that's that's good uh especially since you're saying your the cpu is probably at around 60 70
0: yeah 72 percent that's perfectly fine yeah and before it was a bit higher because it was doing more work but now that i've got the graphics card it seems like it's doing better because the graphics card is 70 Mm percent, and then my cpu is about 70 and plus the graphics card has a little fan on there as well so that improves a little bit more yes. of the circulation.
1: So, so yeah, those chips on those graphics cards are usually pretty large and they do generate a lot of heat. So the, the cooling on them is pretty robust. So they'll have those two fans and, you know, uh, the heat sinks, uh, which are like gas chambers pretty much inside of these copper uh, pipes to transmit the heat around. And, they're, they're, yeah, they're pretty good. But, no, those are perfectly fine temperatures. These things can operate... In all honesty, you know, I believe thermal threshold for Intel usually is around almost 100 Celsius. Of course, you don't want to have your CPU running at that temp, because what you do is that you're degrading its lifetime pretty much. So as long if you keep the delta between your coldest temps and your warmest temps to, to a minimum, that's how you extend uh, the life of the of the silicone pretty much.
0: And if you're listening today and you're not too sure what we were talking about there, it's basically a little program that you can download free off the internet, it's called CoreTemp. And it lets you just have a look at what the computer is running at in terms of the um, heat and how much it's pulling out so you can actually check that I'll put a link in the show notes so you can download that and check that out for yourself it works on most computers so this gives you an idea of what temperatures you're running at and if, you're, if you need that it can help you out coming back to this a little bit there's a lot of talk now recently especially when you mentioned the gaming computers the water cooling aspect of it do you reckon it's worth the headache like getting all that rig set up
1: Um, so if you're doing an all-in-one where everything mm-hmm. is it's a closed loop. Everything is put together. It is pretty straightforward to put together, sometimes even easier, depending on the chip that you have and uh, what you call a socket type and how you're, you're putting that into the machine. Um, as far as performance goes, I think that the biggest difference between that and air cooling is that um, the, the the water cooling, because you can get air coolers that are just as good as, as water cooling because it's it's all the same thing pretty much. At the end of the day, it's just air being pushed through either just through the heatsink or through a radiator with an all-in-one. Um, but it, I think it's uh, with the water, it's uh, the delta between the high and the low temperatures is, is a little narrower. So, and there's, there's another factoy that I'm sort of missing, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and skip that. Um, yeah, it is. It is totally fine. It depends. It honestly depends. A a lot of it now at this point is aesthetics, really, because if you want to have a nice clean case, right, you don't want to have a lot of stuff in the way. You can get that all in one cooler because it's just the mount on the CPU and then you have the radiator off to the side or the top or wherever you want to mount it. And it's you have this sort of clean build and a lot of uh, airflow can go through it. Not that it would make a huge difference if you had the fan, but usually if it's a fan, then, you know, it pokes out, if, especially if it's an aftermarket one and it's larger. Um, and then you have the, uh, you know, custom water build, and that requires either you're an advanced level or you're getting some, you're paying somebody to do these. And they got to measure out these tubes and uh, make sure everything is closed off and it's pretty involved. But it's, you know, it's fun if you're, if you're into that sort of thing and totally worth it. And when you're looking at overclocking, you definitely want to do uh, water cooling to, to absolutely push it to the limit because it can definitely dissipate that heat a lot quicker.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's important you mentioned there, especially about aesthetics. So, a lot of the times, it depends how good you want the computer to look. Because some of these little upgrades, like the RGB, having the nice fan, having the pipes coming into it, having some of the graphics cards with displays on. Have you seen those little round displays?
1: Absolutely. People turning their computers into art pieces for sure
0: so there's loads of uh, thoughts around this and if you're spending money then you have got the option there especially if you're doing gaming and your computer is going to be in your shot if you're live streaming that might be a benefit for you but there's different ways of looking at this like for example my computer doesn't look very pleasing but it gets the job done <laughs> so you're going to weigh up what you want to do because if you look at my machine yeah. it's basically like an old workstation from a computer like a mm-hmm. uh, it's still okay it's not that bad it looks like a nice dell computer but you wouldn't would say you know that's a gaming pc but you can play games on it.
1: Sure, sure. It's a matter of preference too. And that within itself too, that whole thing of like, oh, this is just a workstation. There's a whole sort of subculture of that where you have what they call sleeper machines. And you people will take uh, chassis from computers back in the 90s, you know, these beige, weird looking monstrosities, but inside of it, it's a whole modern software. You just can't see it. So it's 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 sort of like somebody pulling up with a Honda Civic, but They've put in a Corvette engine inside of it, yeah. pretty much.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's loads of little, uh, especially on Reddit, you see loads of like, groups where they do that. Like, for example, old ThinkPad uh, computers as well, laptops. They've been messing about with those to make them even better. Mm-hmm. So bringing this back a little bit, we talked quite a little bit there about more... It's, specified like specs and things which if you're not familiar with you can check out youtube and you'll see similar videos to what we're talking about you can actually spend hours seeing all these setups but some of the base things i wanted to speak about today around your computer there's a few basic things that you can do that will actually improve it so we spoke already about temperature making sure it's in the right location to get good flow something that you might not have done is uh, if you're listening today have you ever opened up your computer and hoovered out the dust Because if you have a computer, oh my god, when I had a computer about two years later, I opened it up to put a graphics card in and there's just dust everywhere because it's got fans it actually sucks in and there's dust everywhere so there's probably a a, a proper way of doing this but i used a a vacuum cleaner with a long extension and basically made sure the computer was off and went through and cleaned off all of those areas which basically improved the circulation and got rid of all those little bits because over time if those get into your cpu they act as like a bit of sandpaper and they work through making everything a bit messy is that something you've had uh, experience with there
1: oh my gosh yeah of course cleaning out dust bunnies and stuff like that if you if you're living a home with a carpet that's a huge thing and you have your tower just sitting on the floor because obviously all dust falls down so it's going to be down there so elevating your computer is always a a good thing if you if you don't have it on your desk you can have it just on something something that's uh you know just above the floor uh the whole thing about uh what you're speaking there things getting caked in there what you want to usually do is blow it out not try to suck uh, okay. like inhale it and pretty much so that's why you see people with the with the air blower cans or something or uh the best thing to do is to get um uh you have sort of these uh just blowing machines pretty much right because what you there's little crevices and things within the fans themselves the bearings that you have there you have the 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 um the Cop the heat sinks that the, the cool the processor, there's usually small areas in there that dust accumulates, and that's where the heat gets dissipated. So you want to blow the, the the dust out of there. Um but uh if you if you've got a decent case, especially a, a more modern computer case, most of these things do come with um sort of mesh
0: yeah pre-filters uh, like an extra yeah, filters form. exactly yeah.
1: Mesh filters that 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 so you, for the most part every now and then you can just take the filter out and clean that up and you're good to go uh, for older machines you definitely you get to pay a little more attention to those
0: yeah i think these are little things that kind of help i just keep an eye out and there's a great point there about using a compressed air can as opposed to what i did so don't do as i do do as i say if you listen to this today <laughs>
1: I mean, it's fine, you can get that dust out that way too, but usually you want to sort of get uh, good pressure compressed out and that way it can blow out uh, any dust that are stuck in these sort of small areas
0: and a few other things to think about especially if it's an older computer something really basic like swapping out the hard drive for ssd drive will be amazing so this desktop computer had a 500 gigabyte hard drive so that's like it has a physical disc in there and it moves so it's like an old school type of
1: disc magnetic plates
0: Uh, yeah yeah so now upgraded to ssd my computer boots up in literally like 25 30 seconds i'm like oh wow that's made a massive difference so if you had these early stages it's worth investing in this and ssd drives have gone quite low in price that you can pick up two 50 gigabyte for it cheaper a than a great hard drive.
1: time to, to buy uh, hard drives right now that's probably the one uh, computer component that's pretty easy and and a and great quality to pick up right now for sure
0: and one of the things I was worried about here was I thought I'm going to get a desktop but can I upgrade it as in did it have an extra slot. Sometimes desktop computers don't have PCI slots where you can put extra graphics cards in or extra USB cards so that you can have extra USBs in the back. So when you're buying the computer just do a quick search online to see your model number and see if there's uh, options there for upgrades. And also things like this graphics card. The reason I got this cheaper 4 gb graphics card is because it doesn't need extra power. So you can't get a really old computer and then put like an 8GB graphics card in there without upgrading your power supply. So there's a few additional technical things that you need to think about. Go to the limits of your computer but if you need to go to extra limits you will need to check actually you know what do I need to change my power supply because this computer came with a 375 watt power supply and most higher graphics cards need at least 400-500 and there's a little bit of maths around there, as in how many things have you got in your computer, what's drawing, how much power you do. A little bit of adding up, so you can check out if you can use that. And I found that uh, the card you mentioned, the Nvidia 1050S, I think it was, or 1060S. The the
1: the, the GTX 1650 is the yes. most popular graphics yes. card right now.
0: I had to get. I would have to have a, another course here power supply in order to do that and that power supply was about 50 pounds and then mm-hmm. you spend between that so you would need to weigh this up and also some graphics cards are a bit longer than other graphics cards so when you're putting it in the actual unit you need to make sure have a like, got enough space for the whole thing to slot in because some of them are ginormous they're like really long
1: absolutely the 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 new 4000 series from nvidia and the uh, last amd uh, ones are just these monstrosities that are the size of I don't know, uh, what's a a good comparison? Like the size of a keyboard, pretty much. Like These these huge things, and they're super thick because of the cooling solution that's on them. They're triple fan, and they take up... You normally take up two slots of your car. These things are going up to three and almost four slots. Yeah. Yeah. So it is wild. Uh, Yeah, those are all great tips to to look at, and the the power situation. Because for the most part, generally, and I'm pretty sure this is for almost all motherboards those PCI slots those expansion slots that you're putting in these graphics cards they can output 75 watts through that so lower end video cards you can just slot them in and you don't need any extra power coming from the power supply directly to the card so that that is uh, actually yeah an excellent thing form factor you'll you'll have uh, cases that are especially when you're looking at these older machines they might they might have been lower profile uh, computers so they're much smaller and you can get low profile video cards that'll that'll fit in there so it's another consideration or even if they're full size again with the much larger cards and the power draw and all that stuff uh if you're doing brand new computers a pc part picker is always a great site where you can go in and pretty much pick every single component and it'll give you an estimate i was like okay this motherboard this cpu this gpu um these extra hard drives or these other peripherals will Generally, you want this wattage and it, 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 it'll it flag if you have any incompatibilities and stuff. So it's a great site to get an idea of like if you are building a new machine and putting it together yourself on what the price is going to be and, uh, and exactly which components you're, you're going to put together.
0: We'll put all of these sites in the, the show notes so you can actually visit these so as well as the core temperature program I mentioned earlier. I'll put this PC part picker site as well. So if you're listening today, you've got somewhere to go to just do a little bit of research. Also, I think because we've spent years in this kind of arena where we've upgraded over time, we've got built up knowledge. It may be worth letting our listeners know today. Sometimes you can upgrade your graphics card for other reasons other than gaming you can use your graphics card to make it more better for you in my example i don't do much gaming mines is more video creating live streaming which also can make use of the graphics cards extra power so think of it like another mini computer in the computer because you've got some extra power there so if you're thinking if you're thinking you're not sure if you need a graphics card getting a a little extra boost from that will actually improve your computer's running capability like in my example i mentioned i got it because i wanted to live stream and i was able to balance the load of multiple programs running as well as video editing you can use it for encoding and all sorts of things so keep that in mind and they're not that bad i was able to get a four gigabyte one 130 dollars uh, 130 pounds with about 150 dollars so that's reasonable in the grand scheme of things because you can spend hundreds of pounds and dollars on these types of things
1: They're well as most people at least in this area or surrounding this area would know how things have been going on with the chip shortage, and uh, it is it has calmed down quite a bit now. But e- easily, you're going into the thousands of dollars when you're doing that high end stuff, and uh, yeah, using it for uh, video editing and uh, CAD is is a huge yes. thing too. As people yep. designing with with CAD software, um, photo editing and uh, gaming, uh, yeah, the video cards it, it, it's. How you mentioned it, it is its own sort of compute unit because it, it's got a processor. Well, it's got millions of processors and it's got its own dedicated RAM. So it is it, you're you are offloading a lot of this visual uh, processing over just to it. And that way, your CPU is, is free to do its own thing.
0: And also something else that you can do with the graphics card is sometimes your computer might only have one output for a monitor so if you want to use multiple monitors the graphics card allows you to do that because now on this one i've got an hdmi outlet and i've got two display port outlets so i could actually plug in three monitors and have a three monitor setup which mm-hmm. is an extra benefit of having a graphics card so there's a few different things about this Weigh up which ones of these are good for your needs and see if it works out for you um, and also you can have bigger monitors so like for example a 4k monitor can be plugged into my computer and then i've got everything on a bigger screen so that graphics card enables you to do that
1: yeah, you can push higher resolutions and higher refresh rates. The multi-monitor setup is always a huge plus for just productivity sake, because you can do so much more when you have uh, more monitors and it's easier to move around and work and that sort of thing. It, yeah, it's, it's all absolutely about what you need to use it for. And if you're discussing this with somebody that's going to do this for you, it's always be as descriptive as possible. What programs are you going to run? Or what things you might want to do in the future, and that way they can suggest suggest the appropriate parts for you, and and uh, really put something together that's gonna gonna fill your needs, you know
0: in addition to this you can even upgrade things around the computer to make your life a little bit easier so things like getting wireless keyboards wireless mouse you can use the computer in a bit more of a nicer way so it doesn't have to be as close to you because in my example i do quite a lot of live streaming and podcasting and having the computer too close to me i get that noise from the computer the fan so Mm -hmm. i have separate wireless systems so i can put the computer a bit further away so you don't pick up on the sound and also little tips like making sure the computer's raised off any hard floors and using like a sign panel underneath it so i can sit on top of that so it doesn't vibrate and cause any noises because if you have a a standard computer you have your normal power supply fan but as soon as you put a graphics card in you've got another fan so you've got like nearly double the noise that you would have had before so these are little things to keep an eye on and see if those help out as well
1: they can they can certainly get very loud and those uh those fans they're they're very whiny especially the smaller they get and the higher they speed uh, they they spin it, it can, it can start, that's why laptop ones, uh, like they, they try to set those um, sort of what the, 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 the fan curves and try to be less aggressive. But once they heat up, they really got to perk up and it sounds like a little airplane is about to leave your desk. So yeah, it could be quite annoying. For sure, that
0: was one of the main reasons I got rid of the laptop because I used to have it on the desk, and because it was mm-hmm. work, working hundred percent, everything was just louder. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's just intense!" It's like a like you say, like a jumbo jet taken off next year.
1: Absolutely, that's that's cool though. Um, now you you were mentioning about TikTok TikTok streaming and, and yeah. as sort of an alternative for for uh, RPAN that went away from Reddit. Yes. Uh, how many times? Uh, like, how many have you? It, have you been doing it regularly or was it a few times yeah
0: i've kind of gone similar to what i used to do on reddit so on reddit i used to live stream maybe at least three or four times a week because mm-hmm. whenever i had any videos that i needed to make i was like you know what? i'll just live stream at the same time and it was just having that extra integration because you have people dropping in it's a bit more like oh yeah there's something going on as opposed to us just being here yeah, talking to ourselves
2: mm-hmm.
0: i've been live streaming if you go trusted creators on search and you'll find uh, tiktok you'll be able to see some of the live streams it's basically a session that you can do there is a requirement so you have to have at least one thousand followers in well, order I'm to okay. be able to I
1: actually i i have all that set up so the and um i actually wanted to mention this earlier because you're like oh it's um the live streaming program that took that is obs that TikTok you- it took that and it reskinned it and it um added oh. its own functionality so it is obs and so it's a built off of obs that that's when ru- thing they have.
0: When it runs, when I run OBS and put out video, that would probably mm-hmm. use twenty percent of my CPU. But as soon as I ran their version of the program, it just went to eighty percent straight away. I was like, "Is it doing something else that I'm not aware of? Is it encoding in a separate format?"
1: I'm, um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm gonna guess it's yeah. It's probably not as optimized as yeah. It. And and then you have because it's got like this weird skin, and it depends on um what sort of encoding do they take on their platform and maybe it's just a little more robust. Um, they also have a bunch of add ons on there. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that, 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 um, like you can add goals and stuff and that's built into yes. that, into that. So th- those things might be also sit kind of sitting in the background running, even though you're not utilizing them. So that mm-hmm. might give you, where OBS is sort of a scaffolding, you know, there, there's not yeah. much, of, cause you can have OBS and that's bare bowl bare bones or you can go with like stream labs that's a little more user friendly but it does again um, it would probably be the same result where that one's using a little more processing power because it's got the, the the scaffolding of OBS and then all these other things sort of tacked on
0: yeah, so the reason I started that channel was it's the company channel, and I've started streaming on there about some of the things that I've been doing. But mm-hmm. I've quickly found that you know if you get the right followers, I had to on the podcast, Working for Yourself podcast. You can go back to season 12, episode six, where we talked about using advertising. So we had a budget of uh, advertising, which I used on TikTok to see if does TikTok advertising actually work. So I think you spent like 190. It's about $250, 190 pounds, just to see what would happen. So I put three videos up and I put promote on each of those videos. They got 45,000 views on one, 26,000 on another, than something else on another one, three of them. But the main reason I did that promotion was to reach the goal of the followers. So I discovered sure. quickly that it got the followers it wanted. However, If you're thinking of using TikTok for business just be careful with what audience demographic you want because I find when people followed, you can see with the age groups they're all were on the lower end so obviously kids like to use it a little bit more when I say kids Mm -hmm. I'm talking 13 to like 18 because they do more of like uh, dancing and that kind of stuff so it's probably not the key audience that I would be talking to because we talk more about working for yourself and like making a career but maybe I thought it might be good because if someone at that age is thinking about this they'll hear us talk about it at an Early age, and they'll have a head start because they'll know a lot more about how to get into business and things. So, I quickly rephrased it because now we talk about like technology, and I do a lot of unboxings on there and fun challenges and things. And um, so, it's a bit of a, a break, and I do it more for the fun side of it, like we used to do on Reddit, as opposed to like making it a business. So, oh, it's yeah, more of sure. the the fun side of things so we talk a little bit about stuff as well as i put some of the shorts up from our the interviews so when i do podcasts i put a little shorts up or we talked about this interesting segment and tiktok yeah, users can hear it and um, so i think it's yeah we need to compare the views because you get loads of views however the quality of the views aren't as good as say for example instagram or facebook so i've done tiktok ads i've done Uh, Facebook ads, I've done YouTube ads, I'm currently working on LinkedIn ads. It's like an experiment that we're running to see what does well, what doesn't well. Same advert across multiple platforms and it's a bit of series that we've made on the podcast. So if you listen along, you can see how I'm doing each month. I kind of let you know, okay, so this is how many views I've had. This is the followers I've got. This is what I find worked well. This is what I find didn't work well. So if you're thinking about advertising, then it kind of helps you on that journey, especially if you're a new business because a lot of people will say, yeah, just advertise on Google. But you know what? It may not be the best place for you to do that. So we don't want you to waste any money because budgets are tight. So I'd rather test that and let you know if you're listening today where you would be more maybe sensible to spend money if you're looking at maybe getting a return on your, your funds.
1: Well, folks that are in that field, I'm sure they would know To Each platform has their strong demographics and so you, you target for that. And... Um, yeah, TikTok absolutely runs SKUs a lot younger. I mean, I'm sure you can, you, because those tools. I've never done any any sort of advertising. Because I mean, why would I? I don't have a company like that. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how granular you can get with, um, or how targeted you can. I'm pretty sure pretty targeted because they're, yeah. And it's just, just you know, there's a lot of contention with uh, pretty much any of these social media platforms and how much information they're they're pulling from you. So it, I've heard people talking like you you can specify down to whatever pretty narrow age range, location, even a possible like a job that this person might have and just just really pinpoint that. But yeah, that's yeah, it's it's a lot of fun though. What outside of that, it is a lot of fun to stream on there and it is because there's just so many people on that platform. It is pretty it can be pretty organic and and uh like something crazy can come out of it even and you can think of like oh maybe it's not the demographic but who knows honestly if just something the the way that uh, everything spreads and and the virality of things like you you can never you can never tell what might happen so yeah always you can always take a risk but if you if you want to get in there and look at all the information and pinpoint exactly what are the people that you want to reach you can most certainly do that
0: yeah, to give you a little preview of that episode and the breakdown, I've got my notes here. So on the TikTok, we did three separate ads. The first one was over two days. I spent £38 and I let TikTok decide. So there's a box there you can tick to say, let us decide to get you what you want. You can either get more views, you can get more followers or you can get more engagement. So I ticked, I want followers. And on that £38, which is about 50-ish dollars, they got me 14,000 views. But my aim there wasn't the views, it was the followers. I got 168 followers, which is about 27 cents per follower. But then, what I did do on the second advert was, I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to hone this down, like you mentioned. I went into the stats and I said, I want only people between this work uh, age range, this demographic, this type of arena, either working for themselves, leaving college in that kind of area. But then you'll see it massively dropped. I thought, okay, I spent about $50. Let me double that amount. I did $100 the next time. I did that over one day. I thought I'll double the followers, but actually I only got 45 followers, even though I spent double. And that was because... There's not as many of those people that I wanted to target and they cost me more to get those. So that was about $2 per follower. So it's very interesting. Yeah, so I did a few different versions of that just to see, give them like a bit of a chance. But it was interesting because now when I live stream, when I get audience comments and things, I can understand where the well not good but where the slightly more targeted audience is talking to me whereas where the younger audience is talking to me because they'll ask different questions so when I'm talking for about a sure. product oh yeah when you bought that where did you buy that from how much was it so more like uh, adult type conversation you could mm-hmm. say which children wouldn't normally have they'll be just oh yeah that looks really amazing for example so it was really good and we broke that down over two three four five six eight days worth of testing and overall I spent 378 dollars in total on that and i think what we achieved was okay however if that budget was used elsewhere maybe it would have been better especially for what we were trying to do but it it gave us education part of it so i was like okay now i know this is what tiktok is about and i've had a few guests on the podcast to like marketing professionals who speak about this similar kind of arena so if you listen back to is the m word what is the m word that's one of our episodes we did the marketing basically and we broke down how this was and we had a we had a few guests on where we spoke about that. Let me just check the episode number.
1: Really? Um, and I just want to mention that that is a fascinating sort of a way to because it, it's letting you choose. You want more followers or more views? That means that they've somehow they've parsed it out and and seen like this cluster of people is more inclined to to, to follow you and you have this cluster of people that are more inclined to maybe watch a video more than once that is just an insane amount of just knowledge and and breakdown and that just blows my mind i I didn't even i didn't even consider that like they're telling you hey do you want more followers and they'll they'll push that towards these users are more more that tend to do that more that's yeah
0: yeah because as i narrowed down to more of what i wanted it quickly just fell so we spent more money over longer days and we just got less and less followers because then we were honing down what we actually want however mm-hmm. the good thing there was the followers that we got were definitely demographic we wanted because sure. you may already know with tiktok it's very tin hat the way they kind of monitor people and get the information so there's been known to a few people on youtube mentioned that they will actually turn on microphones of phones and cameras to see the how the person is reacting to the video they're watching on TikTok. So they're able to put you into different parts, what type of videos you're watching, and then putting those demographics onto different customers. So someone did some research. This is a YouTube video I've uh, I watched. Um, they did research where they created bots and went onto TikToks. And one bot had a, a purposeful attitude of being very uh, ethical one had very aggressive one had a separate like being very happy and they Mm -hmm. found that the algorithm was able to work out what type of person that was even though it wasn't a person it was a fake robot so that's how enhanced their TikTok algorithms are. They're like saying that's one of the intense ones. So it that quickly showed that they showed the people what they wanted to watch. But then they were bucketing that type of customer into okay, this person does this, this this. he watched this video, so most likely he's got a dog or a cat or etc. That kind of thing, and it's very targeted and it's yeah, it's they do also say obviously this company is owned by China, so they want to have all the privacy stuff comes into this as well, which is very
1: oh, interesting. For sure. It's completely banned. No government uh, employees can can have TikTok on their devices. That th- they've looking looking at all the other social media companies, and this is why, like YouTube and Instagram, and everybody is trying to trying to be like TikTok because th- that algorithm that they have, they they've nailed it. They they know exactly what to feed people, so people can just stay glued to their phone. They know exactly what short form videos you want to see, and it, it's 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 amazing and terrifying all at once for sure.
0: And, and one of the key, I don't
1: have it on my phone.
0: <laughs> yes, and one of the key things is they've got a different version of TikTok for China, and they've got a different version of, of TikTok for the rest of the world. So in the China version, they've got it limited, so people can only watch educational things, and also they're limited at forty minutes per day. So they can't watch it for longer than that
1: oh yeah and then also uh the the younger folks like they they have a a certain allotted time for for like video games and stuff like that too so yeah
0: that's amazing i think they should have that across the world because then people won't get stuck in that loophole obviously that won't make them money, will it so that the remainder of the world can be on there for hours and hours and hours and also there's a couple of different versions of that so it's it's very interesting following that tiktok journey and like you mentioned i don't have it on my main phone anymore just because you never know so i've got it on a separate iphone and i just have wi-fi on when i live stream and then i turn it off so it's a big thing about we can be creators on tiktok to share stuff but as soon as you start consuming it it just consumes your time you'll be there for hours and hours
1: for sure yeah it's
0: like it just gives you the stuff you want to see like if i like uh, food people eating food it'll bring lots of different types of food Mm -hmm. and like that culture these type of videos and oh my god it's it's yeah it's
1: another... those, those little dopamine hits man it, it, it. it knows it once it nails you down it knows this is exactly what you want to see and it keeps you on there it um like my my significant other she she had to remove it because she's like i just i'm i'm laying on the bed and it's 8 p.m and yeah. next thing i know it's two in the morning and i'm still yeah. scrolling through these videos hey it is wild yeah
0: yeah it's very intense so i think yeah. uh, if you listen to this today you are going to be one of the the more careful owners of phones so try your best to limit it or you can even get additional apps that like reduce how much you use your phone so it's like a timer situation so these would all help because it's very easy to get into this uh, i'll call it a hole because it's a black hole because you're going to be seeing things you want to see you think you're learning but actually if you put your phone away you'll think wait a minute how many of those videos do i actually remember because there's so many of them that come through to you at the time it feels like you're learning something but you don't retain any of that information really because it's very quick videos they are like some of them are four or five seconds and they make you laugh but you're on to the next one and you forgot what the last one was
1: for sure wow. it just washes over you it's this yeah. huge wave of just nothingness um there's uh mentioning that there's little tricks too i know and my phone i have an android phone And you can set it, you can set a schedule to where the device goes into black and white. Uh Ah. And um, I believe I was, I just saw a headline. I didn't actually read the study, but it's, it's something to do with if there's less color, it's sort of, you don't activate as much and it's not as attention calling. So it's something like once your phone at like, you know, nine o'clock at night, it goes into black and white. You're not as inclined to just sit there and kind of look through it. It's, it's sort of gently telling you, it's like, okay, we're, we're, we're done and it's it's weaning you off of of wanting to keep going on it the entire night
0: uh, that's really interesting actually because mm-hmm. in that way you're slowly putting yourself into your mind so you're not seeing bright colors it reminds me of the Kindle you know the Kindles you can have like as a book it looks yes, more like yeah. a page as opposed to be enticing mm-hmm. so that's a that's a great idea I'd have to check out what that what the app is called yeah. I might have that it's
1: and the, then you have a quarter cor- the, the the thing that's been used for a long time now where um uh, depending of the wherever you are, the sun goes down, your phone automatically is, sort of takes a warmer tone, so it's not as much blue light. Mm-hmm. That's a that's another one, too. It's a, I don't yeah, know I, I think... I, if that was debunked or not, like because, you know, people say if it's too much blue light, it sort of messes with your circadian rhythm, and you, you kind of don't want to do too much TV viewing or, or on the computer before you go to bed or... You want to have a, maybe an hour or so of stopping looking at screens before you go to sleep because it can uh, disrupt your sleep cycle.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it's worth considering these. And Kabia, thanks for your questions over on YouTube Live. He's just watching at the moment and trying to get a, a free graphics card and a free computer from us. If you go to uh, trustedcreators.org forward slash enter as a giveaway of a free microphone so if you enter your email address there you might have a chance of winning a microphone and that's going to be a voucher towards buying a mic so we have got something running at the moment hopefully next time we'll look at graphics cards and see if that's something that we can give away just to keep you going so definitely check that out on trustedcreators.org forward slash enter so yeah sorry about that yeah he's trying to be a cheeky when he's like give me a computer
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, <man. laughs> if only we could for sure happily definitely lie. Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, I think we've had a nice selection of topics there. Is there any stories that you've got from your tech days that you can share with us around, like computers or a funny upgrade or something? Because so I know in your game, especially with support, you have all sorts of like funny anecdotes.
1: Ah, uh, well, you got a spot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to trying to think of things. It, uh, nothing nothing really. I can't think of anything funny or anything like that. I not even interesting. Yeah. Getting creative with it. And it, it goes back to where we we're talking about. It just all depends on what the person wants to do with this machine. So I had somebody who had like a uh, multiple uh, sort of small businesses and um, they had their main office and they just wanted to set up something where they can easily see sort of a live view of the cameras that were going on. So I, I put together a computer for them. It didn't need to be anything crazy, but uh oh they they were given they were gifted by some vendor or something a bunch of uh these nice big monitors right yeah i'm on the wall I, said, I got these four monitors here it'd be great if i can repurpose these as a sort of like security viewing thing and he just had a small form factor machine so i couldn't get like a big graphics card to run individual outputs to these machines and you have like this uh, there's a specialized sort of like squid connection that you can take one video output and split it up into four or six depending on what you have so i just uh, i was like okay we'll get that and did a few other upgrades and uh, optimized the software and then he was able to have all four uh, monitors up with with uh, a multitude of like cameras from from each of the stores so it it all just like just think about what you want to do and and in a practical sense and also in a sense like, it'd be great if I can do this, but if I can also do this other thing and you can, if you're so inclined to do the research yourself, feel free to do, or if you know somebody, sit down and talk to them and they can probably give you good ideas and good avenues to follow down to to get to this uh, goal that you want to do. It's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's so much fun. Anybody that needs advice for PCs, family and friends, they're, they're always reaching out to me. Oh, here's a funny thing. Um, I have a cousin of mine who's in New York City, and we've you know known each other for you know decades now, and and ever since we started uh, dealing with with like computers and stuff, he's always had me build his machines. In that, and I've moved from New York because I grew up in New York. I've moved from I'm in the South now, um, and every time he he builds a new machine, he doesn't he doesn't want anybody else to build it but me. So he'll go in and purchase all the parts and ship them to me. He'll have like, we'll, we'll do some sort of video call or something. And we'll sit there a few hours as I'm building his computer. And then I got to ship it back so I'm like, you know, this is just excessive, right? Cause you're spending hundreds of dollars in shipping. You can absolutely just go even get a pre-built. Like that's fine. He's like, no, I don't want anybody touching my computer, but you, you know, so that's that level of just like uh trust and, and. It's sort of like when you get a good mechanic, I guess. You, you don't want anybody else dealing with, with you. So, yeah, the, the, I think that's hilarious that he has me do that. But uh, I got a couple of the friends that will be in the same situation. I have my friend from Georgia. Have, ship his can be. He was having computer issues. He shipped it down to me. Uh, I fixed it up for him and then shipped it back. I'm like, guys, you, you know, you, there's other people out there that can do this. You don't know, need like the be shipping these computers all over the u.s
0: yeah, that's interesting but you're definitely right i think there's a lot of head uh, cross element involved in that because uh, once you find someone really good you want to stick with them and also there's a, a story on i think it's one of these websites it's either lou later you know the unbox therapy guy on youtube
1: ah uh, yes i'm familiar I th- yeah
0: i think it's either him or it was linus tech tips but they did a research what it might have been pc world but yeah, they did research where they set up computers, they took them out to their local shop repair people, and they put some software on there to see, do they repair what was repaired, what was needed
2: to be repaired, oh, right. and mm.
0: what else have they been doing on it? And they found out in 90% of cases, they were accessing files that they didn't need to access, and they were downloading and saving things onto USB. Oh so my
1: goodness, that's a yeah. oh, no, there
0: that's it so they find trust. that's why i think now people prefer family members or someone who's good in this area that they can build up trust with whereas some shops they mentioned it was the smaller retailers like the high street retailers that were doing it but not the bigger people but they did like a limited research on i think it was 10 computers or something so it's interesting about that um so it's always good to find someone that you trust and in that way you don't mind paying a little bit extra because you know it's going to get done how it needs to be done and even if they ship it out to you have you set up your system yet for letting people book you up for consultations or anything, how can someone Get information from you if they want to maybe get like a, either like a one to one to speak about it. Cause you've said, shared some amazing type tips today. But if one of the listeners today were like, Oh, actually, you know what? I want to build a PC. I want to speak to your your guest and find out more about what I should do and what parts I should use. So I know you gave me the website there about PC part picker. But if they want mm-hmm. like a one to one service, are they able to maybe like reach out or book a, a session with you or something?
1: I keep thinking about it too. And it just reminded me of something. And like I mentioned before we started the, uh, the podcast that. Uh, I finally got some work and I'm doing remote work and it is support work, so I'm pretty happy with that. And, and I kept thinking, um, wow, I, it's strange that we don't have a general IT service sort of like, like Uber or Lyft where you, there, it's just this application and it's like, I just need tech support for this general item here. And yeah. so you, you send out a signal and some IT professional, depending on what prompts you pick, if it, if this is, uh, well, my hard drive is failing or I'm, I'm having a networking issue or something like that, and you can just select that and send it out and, and you can be like, okay, well, these people are here and they will charge me this much to do that. It, it, it's I'm amazed that that's not a thing yet.
0: Yeah, so there's something similar to that, but it's not as good as what you've said. So if you go onto Amazon, and Mm -hmm. you buy a a graphics card, you can do an extra tick box, which you can have like an expert install it for you. So you pay. But then with that, a few people have left feedback that it's not as good as what they make out it was. So it makes it look like, oh, you just tick a box, someone turns up, fix it for you, but that's not what happens. You have to book some extra slots. But I think what you mentioned would be a great option. So if we think around... A website where someone goes on and says, okay, I'm installing a graphics card. They take a box, they pick a slot, they book a, a, a session. For example, you know, when you came onto my podcast, I had that form that you filled out to be a guest. Correct, yeah. You can have just one of those for yourself, and then people can book a slot. And then they go through a checkout process where, like, for a graphics card, is $20. For this advice, is $40 or whatever the pricing structure may be. And then you get everything sorted out. The book comes through Zoom. And there you go, you're sorted.
1: We're workshopping here just a a, yeah. a very valuable idea for somebody else that might be there. No, but you would do it in an app. It would have because it, it, that's just okay. everybody's on their phone, right? So you it would have to be an app. You'd have to go in there, and it did. It wouldn't need to be you going out anywhere because it can just be again. Yeah. Um, it could be like a quote unquote virtual service call, essentially, right? Like I'm I'm here in my home. I'm having a problem with. I don't know anything about a router. I don't know anything about a modem. I don't know anything about a network switch but these things are sitting here and right? like, something's not working let me i'm networking issues here boom somebody contacts you right on the app it's like hey what's up what's going on they can access your camera this is what i'm trying to do here oh okay these are the steps that you need to take can you get an escalated service where somebody comes out for sure probably yeah, yeah. but you you can you can start with that Hey, you, you can have chat you can have email. so it's es- effectively decentralizing um tech support you know yes it, i don't know that's uh, I, I wish I was a developer, a software developer, because I was absolutely looking to doing that. But unfortunately, I'm not. I'm just uh, sort of a grunt uh, in the IT field, because all I'm doing is dealing with hardware. Of course, Windows and stuff, but mainly hardware.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. A couple of questions here from IT Project over on YouTube from the live stream and Kabir. So we'll come over to that in a second. I'll try and get, uh, I don't know, you give me some specs. I so will read through those in a second. So I reckon, we, like, you know, because like, for example, now we're talking, I wouldn't class this as work, even though it is work technically for me. Mm -hmm. so we're having a conversation we're talking about things and we're finding ideas so yeah that would be an amazing idea because in that That way you've got trustworthy people giving you real world advice so not like someone who's there to make money but more like i want you to do it the right way and get the best thing because you might sometimes save money because if you consult with someone and you're buying like for example in my case oh, for sure I would, yeah. I would have bought a really expensive PC but after our conversation I was like wait a minute I've bought a budget PC I can get done what I need to get done and I've saved a good couple of hundred dollars so that's like a win-win for everyone
1: yeah it, it's uh, you know if you if you don't have the budget but you are you're, you're gonna be more inclined to put a little more effort into it right to resolve this issue so, yeah, there's uh, there's ways to do that. Of course, there's people who will be like, oh, just just I'll just buy whatever it is. Sure. But for the majority of people in the world, they don't have all that money. So they need to f- figure out a way to to get the most bang for their buck. And I, I love that phrase because that's how, me- mentally that's how I go into when i'm building computers
0: yeah being a bit more frugal and maybe using something that because a lot of this chip shortages happened because people wanted to buy new stuff but if they looked at things that were already there maybe we wouldn't have got to this situation so sometimes just rephasing it
1: um well with the chip shortage it affected everybody even the used market was was oh. completely out of control with that and that, that was a perfect storm of just insane amount of demand with, with all the stuff and um people stopping because of restrictions, uh, because of the pandemic, and other industries also wanting more demand, like uh, the car industry is huge now with silicone and chips and graphics cars, because um, especially uh, electric vehicles and the, the way that they operate with these uh, not autonomous uh, functions, but uh, assistant functions, and that uses a lot of computing power, which you need more chips for. And cars in general are just getting smaller, uh, excuse me, smarter with more functions and stuff. And that's, you're essentially driving around with a computer in your car.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole new kettle of fish there. Cause now mm-hmm. we, we used to be able to repair our own cars, do oil changes. But now that everything's electrical, we'll have to wait for obviously more technicians and more, oh my gosh, for
1: yeah. sure
0: um okay so it project hello i just changed my pc to i5 8600 16 gigabyte ram 32000 ma8 megahertz rx 6600 xt oh nice graphics 512 gigabyte m2 ssd 4 terabyte hard drive 650 upsu that sounds like an amazing setup what kind of games are you playing on that okay and now i have some old parts i3 6100 16 gigabyte and old 2000 megahertz and a 256 ssd sata and a gtx 1050 ti and okay so is it worth buying a new atx case and a cpu cooler to make a kind of htpc connected to tv to use this old parts okay it depends what you're looking to do are you looking to set that up to your tv in order to play stuff on your tv or for a gaming rig or more like a, a server type situation to save files on so let me know what you're planning to do that we can probably give you a few ideas uh, i not going tech-
1: to assume mm. that, that that's what they they meant to do so they they the, and those parts would work perfectly fine for that tcp over ip so basically they're 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 doing a net, network access storage but you can have it on for example connected to your tv and have a bunch of movies or whatever shows there like, um, media it's, server it's yeah, pretty much like a media okay. service. Since it's on your local network, you can just access those files from your newer rig. I would absolutely go for it. Yeah, the, the more e-waste we can uh, reduce, for sure. Yeah, give it more life. Give, give it away to your little cousin or something. Let him tear it apart and maybe learn how to put computers together. You know, growing up, I thought, um, back in the 90s, I, I thought that everybody would, would just jump on this bandwagon of tech and computers and things. And I'm like, everybody's going to know about technology and it's going to be fascinating but looking at the world now uh yeah no there there there's still need for people like like me because a lot of people will use these devices day in and day out and have absolutely no idea how they work or or how uh to fix it if if something goes wrong and that's perfectly fine because they're you know in their own uh fields and learning their own things but it's 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 really cool to if you can pass along this stuff my uh my wife's uh, brother just gave his daughter a, a, an old refurbished machine and uh like they bought a graphics card and he had her put her and put it in and and that's always the it's always fun to watch
0: yeah definitely And also making this uh, additional type of situation because i recently bought the nas network attached storage and i did think about having a whole computer to do that my like as a secondary project so you're right it's always good to repurpose tech and then sometimes the things you make are actually better than what you can buy from a shop Because for example, if I had a computer as a network attached storage and I've got enough base in there, I could have put more hard drives in there. Whereas in a NAS, you have to buy the four or the five or whichever version is and it's like in its own little unit. So it's it's worth thinking about that.
1: Well it's it's a give and take, right? Because those NASs are they're generally gonna be smaller and they're specialized for that. And they're gonna have the network controllers on there are gonna be optimized for transferring this data. Now, of course you can do that with a machine and the machine, yeah, it's bulkier. Um, you got to find space for it, maybe more cables. But you do have a lot more SATA slots. And if you've got an empty PCI uh, slot is there, you can use that as an expansion for more storage. So if you if you just want like this insane uh, sort of uh, archive of, of of information and data multiple terabytes like yeah you can probably go that way you can absolutely get more nas but those are going to be pretty pricey those will stack up pretty quickly
0: yeah and also with those you can actually put extra graph and graph- you can put little cards in there for network upgrades like from uh, 2 gigahertz to 10 gigahertz and those can be upgraded in that computer so you got more speed as you access the files whereas my nas it's i think one gigahertz speed for transferring our files so if i was to get more data because obviously things are getting more ramped up as we go on year by year Mm -hmm. within five or six years i'll easily need bigger transfer speeds because each file will end up being like a terabyte when we've got video and audio and those are 4k footage and etc easily
1: yeah for sure yeah yeah. okay so you're talking about the 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 storage controller and at certain speeds yeah yeah, for sure
0: Yeah, because i've wired it all up so i use it over the network uh, so it Gives me the fastest speed, but I, I can imagine at some point I'm gonna need more speed because the file is gonna be bigger, so you have to wait longer. Uh, is it worth if I already have a PS4 and an Xbox One S?
1: Um, well, if it's just for gaming, unless the the only reason I would see if it's like maybe some PC exclusive game, which is, uh oh, not with a 1050 Ti. Hmm. Uh, for emulation, if you're doing any sort of emulation, it's uh, yeah you can you can go use a repurpose an old machine and use that for emulation it's a lot of fun to to tinker around with that and have it on your tv and be able to play all these old games
0: i appreciate you listening to this episode it would be really good if you can leave a review wherever you're listening to this the show resources are available at zulfporks.com you can also sign up to the mailing list there which will allow you to get information to help you on your journey working for yourself
2: for yourself. I know you love it. Working for yourself. Cause I love it too. Working for yourself. Soft talks about it. Making it easy for you. Working for yourself. Go be your own boss. Working for yourself. Soul will help you along. Working for yourself. Powered by trusted creators. talks.com.